Hi, and welcome to Connecting the Dots, the podcast for creative mothers in the arts, out the arts, and who have been in the arts and maybe would like to go back. Kind of like an audio hokey-cokey. This is the podcast where we talk about motherhood, creativity, performance, and how each of these areas is actually very interlinked and interwoven, helping us to be better mums, better performers, and better creatives. So, today's episode, I want to talk about how you're only lost if you have a time limit. Now, this is something that I came up with ages ago. I think it was when I first lived in London, and I realised that with the wonderful transport network that we had there, and it was even when Oyster was brand new, how as long as you had some kind of bus travelling capabilities or tube travelling capabilities, like a travel card or money or an Oyster card... It sort of didn't matter where you ended up in London because you could find your way somewhere and then walk somewhere else and usually hop on some form of transport to get you at least halfway home, even if not the full way home. Now, I realised that when you're doing that and you've got a free day to meander and you're wandering through the back streets or little areas that you didn't discover before. Suddenly you realise how the tube map actually connects and corresponds to life on the above ground, real life. And suddenly you have a much better idea of where you are and you meander and you find yourself here and you're like, oh, that's linked up to that and that's really cool. And I didn't know they were right next door to each other. I sort of assumed they were miles away. and, And this is all great when you have the time and space to do it because then it's an adventure. You're able to spend your time taking in the sights and the sounds, figuring out where you are, not worrying that somehow you're in the wrong place and you're not going to get where you need to be. Because as soon as you actually have somewhere to be by a certain time, taking this sort of interesting directional approach becomes a hindrance, or at least it feels like that. That time limit is the thing that makes you feel lost, arguably, you know. Maybe you do know where you're going and you're getting there fine, in which case there's not a problem. But when you're going somewhere new or somewhere that to you is uncharted territory, going in a direction with a sense of time pressure and a sense that you need to be at a particular point at a particular time and that there isn't another way to get there other than the most direct route can add a huge level and layer of stress and pressure. I would like to suggest that this is rather a lot like life and also very specifically motherhood. How many of you, like me, sometimes feel like there are certain milestone key points that we need to be at by a certain time and therefore feel the pressure to keep up with either everybody else we see or an idea in our head as to where we're supposed to be by that point? I know that It's a classic one with your babies when you've got babies and it's like, oh, that's six months. Are they sitting up and can they roll over? Are they beginning to crawl? Are they beginning to walk? Are they beginning to talk? And, you know, you can allow yourself a tiny bit of wiggle room, but when three months, four months, five months later, they're still not doing the thing that you thought they should have been able to, you can feel the real sense of worry and pressure that either you're not doing something right or they're not doing something right or just the whole thing is wrong and that can feel really disheartening but equally with every single person and every single child with everyone being different and unique actually we do have our own time frames and we do not all conform to the same time frames as the sort of the general metric Now, obviously, there are certain marker points that give you an indication that if your kid is having trouble in an area because they haven't got to a certain point by a reasonable time frame, that can be helpful 
to allow you to ask questions as to whether or not you need to give them more support or what that might look like. Might just be they're not ready. It might be there is something that's going to require a very different approach. I have four children on the ground and my eldest is classic neurotypical. She wanted a talk. She didn't walk till she was 16 and a half months because she had no inclination in the same way. But my gosh, that girl, rather like her mother, could talk. And it's beautiful. She still talks for England. And we have great conversations because of this. My son walked faster. My next daughter walked even faster. And my current youngest, the baby, he walked at 10 months because, you know, he had much older siblings to follow. And it's quite funny seeing him do that. However, he's not really talking beyond two words, maybe three words, but a lot of chatter that's very direct. My middle two, both autistic and have varying levels of delay in terms of their particular, with my eldest son, like motor skills, but also some speech. He doesn't really speak. He's mostly nonverbal, but he's had words and he's lost them. But there were some indications that some things weren't moving at the usual pace. So it's been useful to identify that. Now, the fact that he's autistic doesn't really make any real difference to who he is and how he's processing life. It just means we have access to a little bit more help. And crucially, it's a language that enables other people to go, oh, I see what you mean. And they're a bit more able to connect those dots with regard to him and go, oh, that's why he's more like he is but that's also just him he's also within that he's very clever and he's very affectionate and it's just interesting watching his development and the same with my my younger daughter who's also autistic you see the connections and the developments she's making but they are on a slower time frame than other kids of her age actually because also my kids aren't in school they have the freedom to develop at their own pace there isn't that same external pressure to try and move them along in the direction with the other kids which is really useful for these guys they are able to fully explore where they're at and what they want to do and get there accordingly and they'll get there at the time that suits them that might sometimes be hard for me to accept because i'd love to not have three kids in nappies but when they're ready they will When there isn't a time limit on they've got to get sorted by the time they're 18 or got to be out of nappies by the time they go to school, it's kind of a weird, curious adventure of, you know, watching and meandering and seeing the things that pop up are really interesting because suddenly you go, oh, that's a connection I hadn't expected or, oh, you've suddenly done that. That's wonderful. When you've got the external pressure and the sense of time limit of when you're going to run out of time for the support, that suddenly means that their particular needs are a problem. When you're going, well, we're just doing life together and there is the space for them to figure these things out in their own time, suddenly it's kind of an adventure. In the same way professionally, you know, I I know I've mentioned on this pod before, I left drama school and I've worked erratically, but I did work in this first couple of years a bit more. I've done a few tours and then I got married and, you know, the odd little bit of work came in and it's hard building up a career as an actor in the beginning. And then I had babies and felt very strongly that I wanted to be with them and not diving off around the country all the time and wasn't getting those opportunities anyway. So the door that temporarily shut has been the performance career. And yet I do still get to do some of that, but I still have that burning passion on the inside that I desperately do want to carry on performing. Why do you think I'm doing a podcast? There's some element of performance here. And also, you know, I do get the opportunity to make a small film or do a day's work here or perform for a friend when she's going, I can't be here. I'm in the Czech Republic. Could you take over my bit? Yeah, heck yeah, I'll do that. It'd be great fun. But I can feel like I should have been here by this point in time, wherever here is. 
And when I feel like there's some kind of time limit, like come 40, no one will find me attractive as a woman and therefore I can't play any attractive parts in the media because they won't want me, it's just rubbish. But there is that pressure that starts to make you feel like, oh. I know I've talked about this quite a bit. It's something that I wrestle with. Why am I not doing what I think I'm going to be doing and yet feeling really strongly that I am exactly where I'm meant to be? And actually, as an actor, I have a whole lifetime to do this. I'm not yet 40 few more years or 40. Do you know what? Even if I only live to 80, I've still got another 40 odd years to do some cool things that don't maybe involve being full time at home with younger children or children with additional needs to the level that I am at the moment. There's no time limit on that apart from death. And I'm not in control of exactly when that happens, but I've got some wiggle room. And so have you, you know, how do you feel sometimes like there is that time limit? And so When I relax about that, which some days I do better than others, I'm able to let go of that sense of feeling lost, like I am lost in the maelstrom and no one can find me, no one's going to see me, I can't even see myself, because actually I'm able to do the adventure and lean into that adventure of seeing where this meandering, weird journey is taking me. There's a beautiful bit in Hamilton, which if you haven't heard, check it out. You know, it's so good. I came really late to the Hamilton party, but my gosh, I love it. And there's an amazing line in Burr's song. I'm not falling behind or running late. I'm not standing still. I'm lying in wait. Now, the lying in wait bit always feels a little bit predatory to me. But do you know what? It's really reassuring to remind yourself that you are where you are meant to be at this point in time. At this point in history, you're not falling behind or running late. You're not standing still, assuming you're not, assuming you've not given up any kind of growth in your own personal life anyway. But even if you're physically alive, there's at least some growth happening. Therefore, you're not lost. You might feel lost. You might not know how you're going to get from here to the place that you'd like to be because you feel like you've dived down a weird rabbit hole and you've no idea how you got there and there's so many twists and turns you don't know if you could ever find your way back but it's highly possible you pop your head up above ground finding one random passage off the side and suddenly realize that you're exactly where you wanted to be you just took a weird route and you didn't do it on the surface you know when we think about life in all areas but professionally or creatively and it's the same actually when we're working on a project How often do you feel like you've lost your way? Or how often have I felt working on a role where I just can't find my way forward? I know what I imagine it to be, but either stuff inside me is getting in the way or the practical, I haven't just haven't found the truth in the moment or or the line right, or I can't make my voice work how I want it to. Do you know, you kind of feel like I just can't do it. I'm lost and it's never going to work and it's never going to happen. And then something clicks And you are way further ahead than you thought you were. And then you're back on track. And in fact, you're possibly even further ahead than you thought you were going to be. And you can make it work. So next time you're out for a walk and you don't know where you're going, remind yourself that if you don't have a time limit, it doesn't matter which route you take because you're on an adventure. In your motherhood, as you're figuring out how to do life around your kids, what their needs are, what that means for the way you connect with them. Maybe you need to just relax a little bit or remind yourself that you're not lost just because you're not doing what you see everybody else doing. Maybe because you are doing what you see everybody else doing but doesn't feel quite right, that it's okay to take a different divergent path. That it doesn't mean your kids will end up 
at 45 still sharing your bed and breastfeeding because that's just rubbish. You know, you are allowed to take a different route and they don't have to have it all sorted by the time they're 18. I know I didn't and I'm pretty certain I am not the only one out there. And professionally, maybe you have stepped out of your creative profession for a season. Maybe it's become an extended season. Maybe you're just going, how do I pause to take maternity leave whilst I am in this business because I don't want to miss my time. If you hold in your head the idea that there is a time limit of how long you're allowed before your time's up and you get lost in the mix, you are going to find being present in your life at the moment really difficult. You don't know the path you're going to take. You might be trailblazing a brand new one, in which case give yourself a break and remind yourself that wherever this takes you is where you're meant to go. And if you dive down a rabbit hole that actually takes you to a dark and difficult place that maybe is not where you wanted to go, chances are if you were never going to explore that route, you wouldn't have ended up there. And there is some good to find through that out the other side. Now, that doesn't mean you dive into dark places just for the sake of it, but it's like recognizing that everything can be turned for your good. And if you allow yourself to keep looking for the light at the end of the tunnel, as it were, you know, as a woman of faith, trusting that God knows what he's doing with my life and that he isn't diddling me and I'm not still passionate about performing, but never going to get to do it again because he's going to have a cosmic laugh at me. If that's really the case, then he's not really the God I should be wasting my time on. And having to trust, all right, he sees further than I do, so he's got it. And maybe you're not a a person of faith. You can still trust that there is some rhyme or reason. You just won't know until you come out the other side. But hang in there and remind yourself that it's not over until you actually die. And therefore, there isn't really much of a time limit. There's just an adventure to live in. If today's podcast has encouraged you, it would be so good to hear that. It's always really helpful to know. If you'd like to hear more, then you can join my email list over at createperformandmother.com. The link to the various places will be in the show notes, including my link tree where you can sign up straight away. You'll get a monthly email with some updates and some ideas of how to grow deeper in your sense of connection to your life and to your family. If you'd like to support the podcast, you can go over to my Buy Me A Coffee page, also in the show notes, and you can check in with me and say hi over on social media. It would be lovely to hear from you. So have a wonderful week.